All right, guys, our next guest is a true icon and pioneer of Australasian combat sports with a fighting career spanning over 20 years, known for his jaw-shattering knockouts in K1 Pride and the UFC. He now returns to take on Paul Gallant in a boxing match on December 16th at Bankwest Stadium. The juggernaut, the super Samoan himself. There's only one Mark Hunt. Welcome back to Submission Radio. How are you, man? Hey, guys, it's nice to be back on your show, and uh, thanks for inviting me. Dude, it is great to have you back. And let me tell you, it's been a little while since we've last, last spoken. I know you've been getting ready for this Paul Gallon fight for almost a year now because of COVID. But how does it feel to actually be returning and have this find, fight officially lined up and in front of people? Oh, yeah, it feels really good. They asked me like five years ago to do this match, but um, we finally got locked down. And, you know, it's uh, it's funny that... I, you know, going through a breakup and everything. I'm here actually in Newcastle, yeah. and the one of the owners just coming to the, her place, their place, and I'm like, this fight was supposed to happen in May, and here we are going on uh, towards December at the end of the year. It's been like a whole, uh, nearly a whole year up here. So, um, you know, it's finally uh, to be able to try and end my career on a happy note, so and move on. So I'm looking forward to it. When you said that it was offered to you five years ago, you were obviously still under UFC contract. Uh, did you guys try to explain to the UFC what the deal was? Was there any possibility of doing it? Did they even consider it? Or was it an instant no because of the contract of the company? Yeah, it was an instant no. There's no point even approaching them for it. Um, if they don't mm. make no money from it, there's no point in doing it. Um, so there was no point in actually speaking to them about it, uh, to be honest. Were you interested back then, five years ago? Was Paul Gallant sort of on your radar at all? Well, not really, because you know I'm not uh, really. Uh, I haven't. I haven't even got a boxing. But I've only had two pro fights, and one was a loss, and one was a draw. But um, I've, I actually know Paul Gallant. I've had a couple of lunches with him, and he seems like a nice guy. Just you know, even because the fight was offered with two of them, with, with Lucas Brown and Paul Gallant. But uh, you know, funny story for both of them. I know both of them. I got a Lucas into fighting, and. Um, I've had a couple of lunches with Paul, but like I said, it's not my business who they decide they want to pick a fight with. But, um, you know, I was at a point where I couldn't do anything, but now I'm at a point where I'm ending my career on a happy note, which is good. You know, I can make some money, um, you know, pay for these fucking lawsuits, <laughs> um, you know, going through a divorce. Everything is, is uh, it's actually pretty good timing, to be honest. Uh, and um, it's, it's actually good. It's here at home um, against Paul. And, you know, I, supported him with watching his fights and um when he fought um barry hall and you know he's come to a couple of mine so uh, i'm looking forward to to finally putting a, a nail in this coffin and um ending my career on a happy note mm. well i was i was gonna ask you about these lunches with uh, with paul gallant i'm dying to find out what what kind of lunches these were but you did you did mention obviously some of the stuff you've been going through so for fans who you know may not know and i'm obviously curious as well personally what have you what have you been up to sort of for the last couple of years i believe it was december of 2018 we last saw you in action what have the last two yeah. years been like what have you sort of been working on it's been great. I've been working on businesses. Me and my ex-partner, we're still best friends. We have kids together. We have businesses together. We're working on gyms, recovery centers. I have some good business partners. You know, after 46 years of, of working, being ripped off by all these chonky people, I finally met some some good, <laughs> honest business people. So I've been hanging a lot, um, uh, getting to know how the business works with, with gyms and different things. Um, and COVID's, um, it's been pretty good, to be honest. COVID's... Um, hasn't been good for the whole world and a lot of people, especially with the uh, financially and everything. But um, 
uh, things have been um, good, you know, with COVID and everything. I think for me, it's it's been an eye opener, and um, you know, focusing on other things such as businesses. But when this came to fruition, I thought it's a good time for me to to get back and finish my career on a happy note instead of being such a bitter person, especially with the the UFC and these lawsuits, because mm. it's taken up a lot of my time. I mean, the other lawsuits been six years. Uh, these guys have been going at it with the UFC. It's costed them the UFC about eighty million US. Oh. Uh, and now that's about to come to fruition on the 23rd of November, and um, it's going to be a, a big blow for the UFC that they've got to sort this out properly. You know, my 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 lawsuit's ending. Well, the the the, the appeal stage is ending um, soon, and you know, for me, I'd like to go to a trial. But um, you know, I I did try to uh, I did talk to Danny years and years ago about uh, ending this, but um, I know he had no choice in in doing it, but um, here we are now, you know, for, for this for this personal lawsuit three years later, and um, they're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious, when you spoke to Dana, uh, when when was this? This was obviously after the Lesnar yeah, fight, yeah. after you guys were sort of already in court? Well, it was after because it was the, like the sixth guy that put me on to fight, uh, the sixth cheater, the seventh cheater. Where I said, you know, um, you know, first couple of t- a couple of times I said do something about it. They wouldn't do anything about it. I broke my hand and Bigfoot. I said do something. They wouldn't do anything about it. So I mean, the the you know the straw that camp that broke the camel's back was the the Lesnar fight where I I said you guys aren't doing anything about it, and I'm the only one suffering here. Mm. So you guys are going to pay for this, and here's a lawsuit. So they ended up just um, you know they they tried to they said to fight Josh Barnett, who's another cheater. I said look put a clause on the contract that all his funds gets removed from it, and then I'll do the fight. Um, they said no, and then, you know, two days later, that guy passed for steroids, and and I'm sitting there laughing at them. But the the thing is here is they come back at me and say, I want you to fight a guy named Alistair Abraham, who's another cheater. I said the same thing again. But this time I said to them, um, you know, this time they said to me, you know, if you don't take this fight, we're going we're gonna to fire you. So, you know, I mean, you've heard Dana White say, we don't force me to do what they don't want to do but in this case they did they said you either fight this guy or we're firing you so they even sent a letter they did a lot of things to try and put me off the game so you know um that's how it ended up being bitter and um this lawsuit was on so i asked dana to, to, to sort this out by taking brock lesnar's money or not paying him a cent but he wouldn't do it mm. uh you know they sent a letter to me saying we'll fulfill our obligations to brock lesnar and you're shit out of luck mate and I'm like, wow, okay. So, you know, I, I do understand why they wouldn't do anything to Brock Lesnar because at the end of the day, if he, if they tried anything to him, he would have told the truth and said, this is what actually happened, which put, put puts those guys in um, in jail, which I feel. So I feel they conspired, colluded together and um, to make the sale of this company, you know, because they, at that stage they were selling the UFC to WME, which uh, they sold for like four, $4 billion or some garbage. Mm. So, um, you know, that's these are all facts. These are the actual all the stuff that's happened. It's it's actually not made up. Shit, that's shit that's happened. You mentioned that uh, December twenty third, uh, some stuff is going to come out. So, what what did you mean by that? So, is that one of the lawsuits? It's going to come to to a sort of opening on December twenty third this year. What what kind of stuff would we find out from that one? Well, it's going to be classified uh, the Ali Act, uh, the, the classification of, of of that lawsuit. So uh-huh. it won't be just us eight suing these uh company it'll be as eight or eleven it'll be 1200 of the fighters from 2010 to 2019 so for 
a whole decade, you've got 1,200 employees, I think. That's how much they had on the roster. And they have to pay um, what they earned. I earned about $6 million. You remember, you got a guy named Conor McGregor, and then he earned about $100 million. So I think that's times by three three, three times. So, you know, they got a, they're up for a lot of money. Unbelievable. And I know your, your, uh, your lawyer, Reg Singh, he was sort of saying that things are swinging in your, in your favor. How do you think this sort of would change the sport um, if, well, if this goes, you know, uh, the, the way of uh, uh, the people who are suing him? Well, no doubt the Ali Act will change it from being 15 or 16 percent to at least at least 50 percent in favor of the fighters. You know, they're getting paid 16 percent right now as it is, and um, that shouldn't be the case, especially for the, the way the UFC works. The, the way the, the way that you know, would it would be like boxing or the NBA or things like this, and that's what we want with the Ali Act. On my personal lawsuit, it's um, it's going to be going to um. Yeah, good to see you. Nice of you to take it easy. Nice yeah, so it, it, on my personal lawsuit, it's, it's about the steroids and, and making it even playing field. I never got a fair go with this company. They keep putting these cheaters and putting them before health, money before health, people with fighters' health. And um, that got to a stage where I just had enough of it, and I, I wasn't getting anywhere. So um, this will change. Uh, it'll go to trial, which, people, which well, is where I want to go with this lawsuit, and then we'll see what actually happens with this uh, um We'll see what else they're hiding uh, in in their uh, in their coffers. These guys, what other tricks of the trade they've been using to rip people off? Mm. Looking back on on, on on your run in the UFC, and I mean your MMA run in general, so many um, historic moments, so many big wins. Do you have any sort of positive memories at all about your time there? I know um you had some pretty big marquee wins, some some ground changing uh, moments there that a lot of fans really really enjoyed is is there any positive sort of memories for you there or is it all just kind of negative because of what's gone down with all this lawsuit and and, and you you having to face a lot of these people who were cheating yeah it's, it's gone real negative because the, the the bad outweigh the good memories because at the end of the day i ended up fighting against them and not the actual competitors not fighting for that world title fighting to make it even um, and realizing this isn't a fair fight here and i'm never going to get anywhere unless i actually put a lawsuit against these guys because um, that it just ended up being bitter. All the, like I said, all the good memories were drowned out by the bad. Mm. <laughs> because every time I went to do interviews and, and doing media week, all I was doing was arguing with these guys about how corrupt this company is. And they're like, what are you still what are you fighting for? Well, they owe me money. What am I supposed to do? You know, they don't want me to go anywhere else. How am I going to make a living to feed my family? Because these guys are just crooked. Mm. Think about it. Were they saying stuff to you during media week, like not to talk about it? And do you do you, do you honestly think they can tell me anything, especially if I, <laughs> if I tell their boss to go and fuck himself? I don't give a fuck about them all yeah. telling me what to do. I'll do what I want when it comes to these things because these guys have have been doing doing it the wrong way from from the get go. You know they didn't give a fuck about us, so why the fuck should we listen to their bullshit? Mm. Just out of curiosity, what, what are you doing at the moment? Uh, I feel like uh, this is your Counter-Strike oh. days and you... I, I don't mind it, I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm actually just playing, I'm in a comp game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. This is like the most old school... I remember so reading I, your book. I'm just playing in a comp game and uh, these guys are talking about I've got no headset on and I'm just <laughs> playing one of the most toxic and racist games ever with, with full of fucking cheaters and I'm talking to you about fucking cheaters on, on, on my fight career. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I'm just impressed that you can multitask like that. Do the interview, play Counter-Strike. Jeez, I can't, I can't even well, do one I'm thing at a time. I've actually got one kill. I'm at the bottom at the moment, but you know, I'm 
just going to tell them I'm on the phone. Oh, you can keep playing, and then by the end of the interview, we'll, like, we'll, we'll, we'll find out how like, many kills you've got. About your phone, get off the fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you because I, I know that uh, with with a lot of the lawsuit stuff, you're doing this, you know, for the the new generations. But with this Paul Gallen fight, how would you compare the circumstances and the treatment to say the UFC? How would you compare the money that you're earning for this fight to the UFC? And are you getting a, a revenue share of pay per view or anything like that? Well, the deal is made. I made the deal on my on my on my terms. Talking about talking about this deal it was good to deal with these guys and and making a proper deal. I'm, I, like I said, this fight you get more. I get more. I get the same amount as I was getting with the UFC. It's it's a I get a share of this and that because I cut it myself. With the UFC, you don't get all this stuff. You know, I get to, to find sponsors, get to do all this stuff myself. Mm. You know, and um, you know, like I said, it's not all one sided in this negotiation. It's been a fair deal. And like I said, everyone's got to eat at this table. Mm. So that's how it is. With the UFC, they give you, take this, otherwise piss off. Shouldn't be like that. The interesting thing with this fight is obviously you guys have had lunches together. Paul really respects you. You've, you've given him tickets to previous fights before. So there's a relationship there. And I like the respect there as well. I'm curious, what do you, what do you, what do you think of Paul's run in, in his boxing so far? He's been able to get nine wins. He had that uh, one draw against... Barry Hall as well. Have you been impressed with what he's been able to do in the sort of his second career in sports after he got done playing footy? I mean, he's got a better record than I have. I can't really say shit about his record. He's got a hmm. nine record. I mean, I was at the uh, Barry Hall fight. I think it was a pretty good fight. Um, hmm. But, you know, I, um, I don't think any of those fighters dragged them into the waters and to the deep waters. And, you know, for the boxing fight, the last one, one and a half minutes uh, fighting isn't. Uh, I, I don't even know how they break a split with that one, but uh, um, it is what it is. You know, I, I wasn't. I'm not really impressed with that. But I, like I said, he's got a better record than mine, and I can't really say shit about it. Did you think it was a draw, or a lot of people weren't that sure about the outcome of that one? Um, it was quite even from what I saw. I was just drunk anyway. I was, you know, <laughs> um, joining with all the, the hooting and hiring and the cheering of people. So I enjoyed myself for that night uh, uh, watching the fights. So it, was, it was fun. Mm. I guess what's interesting is like, you know, you, you fought in so many different sports, so many different promotions. And, you know, he's obviously having this second run, but he, he doesn't have the experience that you do. When you look at him, do you think there's anything that he can sort of threaten you with? And also leading into this fight, it seems like he wants to outpoint you um, and, and wants to kind of play the long game in this fight. Yeah, I mean, he'd probably have me on the fitness, to be honest, but um, your fitness doesn't last long when you get hit and tagged. I mean, your fitness goes out the window. So the bottom line is that's uh, where his end game um, is. But, I mean, boxing's a, a different ball game altogether, and I've realized that. It's, it's, a, it's, um, it's something I've been working on with my coaches, you know, Richie and, and Rob Fogarty, which is really good there. You know they're great for that's why I'm up here in Newcastle for it. Well, one of the reasons I am, but um, it's a it's a it's a different sort of game from MMA and all that sort of jazz. So, boxing is boxing, and got to put the work in, which mm. is good. Just to get an update, how many kills do you have now? Are you still down the bottom of the ladder? I've only got one kill because I'm oh. talking to you guys. You know, <laughs> don't blame us. <laughs> ah, shit. Oh, no. no, I'm not blaming you guys. I'm just saying. I mean, my teammates would be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> Apologize. You know, it'll be funny when this video comes hey, out. Hey, but shower. we're leading anyway. Look at the score. It's five-one anyway. So you know, sick. Really, at the bottom. 
Yeah, anyway, they can't keep me because I'm I'm lobbied up with the two others. So. <laughs> Speaking, speaking of lobbying up with people, we saw that uh, Paul Gallen. Is it true? Did he get some sparring in with Tyson Pedro and Tai Tuivasa um, leading into this fight? Have you heard anything about this? Apparently, we saw some of this was happening. I have no idea. No, like I said, I you can get all the sparring once we're ready. Once uh, end of the day, I've met a few guys that uh, that do sparring and also, but like I said, that's um, spar with whoever you want, man. The D-Day comes along, man. You better you better be ready because. I'll be fucking quadrupling those jabs to your lips. <laughs> it's good to hear because I know he was sort of saying that he was finding it hard to find sparring partners in lead up to the fight. I think a lot of people have a lot of respect for you, especially in the Sydney area. And they're like, uh, when I, got, when... I, I don't find it hard. I have a lot of people wanting to help me with sparring. I mean, I'm sparring with a lot of young guys. I mean, I've got a t- uh, young Tommy here and also Tristan here. Um, but for him, champs. Paul, Paul they... couldn't get sparring partners because people like you too much in Sydney. They don't want to help a guy you know because yeah well I, I heard that i just well like i said i met i know one of the guys he's fired with, but i i don't understand why uh everyone dislikes him i mean i'm not i don't know if it's real dislike or i don't know but um i seem to find him he's he's, he's not a bad guy i just it is what he does what he does um um to do this and i think it's great i just you know I don't know. I'm, I can't really say. I just, like I said, he's, he's picked a fight with me and, um, you know, it's, he's made a good deal. And it's, uh, let's see if you can progress your career further. Where, where, when did you guys first meet? I'm just curious. You hear about these lunches and it's just not something you hear about most well, people only, who are going to fight each other. It was only lunch a couple of times, to be honest. And uh, uh, I met him through a guy named Jason Stevens. He's, he's from Canela. What do you play? Damn. Oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so he, he, uh, Jason Stevens, um, you know, as I went through a phase of, of, of going to churches and being an evangelist, especially with Christianity. Um, I met Jason Stevens, who's still um, a Christian, and, you know, he's Paul really well playing with Cronella. And, um, you know, I respect for Jason because, you know, um, and also that's how I met Paul. So, um, yeah. Got to double check where the future lies. And you've mentioned that it's kind of like you're finishing up your career on a positive note, but... Are you still planning on going back to MMA or is this kind of like a, a dry run at a, maybe a few boxing matches to finish things off for you? Well, of course I want to do this because this offer was good here for the boxing. I mean, mm. I was talking to a few different companies about doing MMA, but it, it's hard. I, I think a lot of people are scared to touch me, especially with me suing the UFC. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know how they feel about things, but, um, you know, my 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 suing those guys was was, was purely because I had to. And that wasn't because I, um, you know, um, I just had to. I just couldn't sit there while they were doing this, not just not only to me, but how they do all this shit to, to all these fighters. And um, me joining the antitrust lawsuit, guys, was because at the end of the day, 16% of the share revenue of what they're making isn't good enough. And, and that's not just for, for me, that's for all the fighters. And I probably... It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, why? like I said to many reporters and many podcasts, uh, there's no money, uh, there's no there's no prestige in that title, in the UFC title, there's no money in that title. And that's not just me telling you. That's You can see from the evidence that everyone's doing it. That then why would you want to be a UFC fighter? Why would you want to be the heavyweight champion of UFC? Uh, why would you want to be the champion of these things when... when they're just fucking paying them 16%. It's garbage. Honestly, it's only garbage when people say, 
to to me about being UFC fighter, I just sit there, I cringe and I laugh and say, "Wow, you, you're you're the world champion of uh, wanting to ask for more money." <laughs> because there, there, there's no money and there's no prestige. I mean, you look at the boxing title. When you make it there, you make it there. You know, when you make it to Anthony Joshua status, Joseph Parker, Tyson Fury, you make it. One fight's $100 million, $50 million. I mean, Conor made that money when he transcended the boxing. So what's the point of being a UFC fighter? Mm, I, I totally see your point. I am curious, though, which companies reached out to you? Which companies uh, wanted to bring you on for MMA? Well, I can't talk to the, about the companies I was mm. speaking to, but um, it just never came to fruition. I, I you know, um, I talked to uh, Ben Uncle, but you know, I talked to them, but just like I said, they're, they're probably just scared. They didn't want to touch someone like me that's, that's uh, they think is volatile. And uh, the truth of the fact that a lot of these people are talking about, like, I've got no chance in this lawsuit or, or um, haven't got a shit so now because they've got billions of dollars. Yeah, but that's, 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 you know, all I wanted was a, an even playing field and a fair go. That's why this lawsuit's here it is. And I mean, and if you look at the, the appeal court hearing, you, you, you look at these judges and you think, man, these judges, uh, these judges are thinking, what the fuck is this even doing here? How is this even here? These guys are just crooks and why is this even in before us? This is just wasting our time. Hmm. I mean, the fact that, that, that their lawyers say that uh, everyone cheats and it's a, it, you can't get a positive outcome, especially Brock Lesnar's lawyer saying, that everyone has to be worried about getting caught testing positive. What a load of bullshit. It's just because your, your man got caught. And he tries to, to tar that brush with everyone, if you know what I'm saying. And you, you can see that uh, that hearing, that public hearing of the appeals was public. And I didn't realize that until just yesterday. Then I just put it up. Uh, people can watch their link and watch these judges and my, and my lawyer and their lawyers talk about the whole scenario. And for me, I've watched it like a, a, a few times, and it's just ridiculous. Mm. It just makes me sit there and go, "Wow, I think these guys are going to shoot you," because it just it does shine a light on um, how the rules are and how the laws need to be changed. Um, and you know, it could change a lot of things, especially with with the doping and um, and how their contracts are working. Yeah, well, 100%. It'd be a massive game changer if it actually goes through. And, uh, I mean, it would change the sport massively. Speaking of game changers, we do have to remind you that the absolute best way to shave your balls is with Manscaped.com's Lawnmower 3.0. It will not cut you. It's got 7,000 RPMs. It's got an LED light for all those tough to spot nooks and crannies it's waterproof it is literally the best groomer you will ever find and our good friends at manscaped are giving away 20 percent off with the code submission you can use the link down below isn't that right dennis that's right man and there's so many other great products there like the bold deodorant the foot duster that i've got right here which is an absolute lifesaver when it comes to summertime sports and just walking around here in australia during the harsh summers uh jump on manscaped.com right now and use the code word submission for 20 percent off and free shipping how good mm. also if you are like mark playing counter-strike online playing video games online uh downloading all sorts of stuff streaming things you need to be doing that safely on the internet so that people can't hack you and steal 
steal your information. That is where a VPN comes in handy and Pure VPN are giving away an excellent deal where you can go monthly for $10.95 USD. You can go the five-year special, which is just outrageous at $1.48 a month, which is 86% off. Or you can just go a cheeky one-year deal where it's only $4.16 a month, which is 62% off. And if you use the code submission and follow the link below, you get a further 10% off. So the savings are absolutely outrageous and it'll help you do all those things safely. Also, if you're playing things like Steam, you can potentially get better rates because of the region change and uh, you can get further discounts. Isn't that right, Dennis? Right now with Christmas coming up and uh, money being not that great for a lot of people, why not save some cash and really make a difference? Jump onto our uh, purevpn.com forward slash submission a submission link right now use the code word submission get an extra 10 percent off and browse the web securely cast because right now you don't want to be a noob as the kids call them you want to know what you're doing and do it with pure vpn but mark you're having this warm-up fight with uh, paul gallon and i'm wondering if all goes to plan uh, with mike tyson also returning to the ring for the big fight against roy jones jr would you be interested in possibly fighting Mike Tyson in the Legends League in the future if uh, this boxing return goes to plan and uh, the opportunity is there? Well, it's not. Oh, you little prick. It's not. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not my return to boxing. It's just like I said, it was a good offer. Mm. I, I, I finally, um, uh, I don't have to worry about the lawsuit. So I just, it's, it's an whatever happens with the lawsuit happens. I can't do much about it. Um, it's good money. Um, um, that 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 was offered. I mean, these guys are fair guys I'm dealing with, and everyone gets to to get a fair share on this table. It's not just one sided, and um, you know, it's here at home, which is which is important for me because, uh, you know, um, and it's not a comeback. Like I'm I'm a fighter at heart. I just wanted to, I wanted to finish my career happy instead of being so bitter at fighting and and fighting in general, especially um, how they run things. I mean. I mean, yeah, so it was a good offer. Things have worked out well. We made a big deal. And, um, you know, uh, it'll be, a, you know, one of the biggest events, you know, fighting uh, on this card here in, 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 in my hometown, which is, which is, I think it's awesome. So what better way to finish it off with, a, you know, a couple of boxing fights and then uh, move on with there, I think. So would it, is it possible that this is the last time or is there still a couple more fights after this, you imagine? Well, I want to have six more fights, to be honest, uh, mm -hmm. and, and finish my career happy. Yeah, mother yeah, yeah, that's what you, you got it? Fight. You got it? Give us a look. Two of mid. <laughs> now I've got three <laughs> kills. Actually, four kills. Nice. Damn. Anyway, so yeah, just finishing my career on a happy note and... Um, being so bitter at fighting, at how they've treated uh, me, and not only just me, with other fighters, other fighters also, with how they keep ripping people off. Mm. I, I feel like you know, I feel like we want that, and also the fans want that as well, because we saw obviously you know the the change in sort of. I think I think everybody wants you to finish sort everybody of your, your career because I think especially the fighters, especially the fans, because like I said, but what's the point of fighting to be the the, the best to be the best in the world in anything? If you don't get any fruits of the labor, what's the point of it? Mm. I mean, people say they'd love to do it for nothing. Well, let's see if you can live on that doing it for nothing. <laughs> mm. Just quickly, before you let you go, Mark, and by the way, appreciate the time. I wanted to ask you, I, I don't know how much you, you, you watch the sport anymore. I don't know how much you watch, you know, the UFC because of what's happened. But obviously, I don't. I don't. you what, sorry? I don't, I don't. 
like I said to you, I just explained to you, I mean, why would I want to support a company uh, that's ripping off fighters? Uh, and, and when I see that new fighters get signed and think that it's great for them, I'm like, it's a joke. I said, you're going to be, you ain't, it's just, it just makes me cringe when I see this. I go, you guys are getting hammered for nothing. Have you have you been able to sort of see anything from Israel Adesanya? Because that's the guy that I wanted to ask you about. I know, obviously, you originally being from New Zealand, you would think that uh, you'd be super happy to see him sort of flying the flag for Australasian MMA and obviously doing massive things. Have you been able to check out uh, anything from Israel? Because I know you guys have somewhat of a relationship. Well, I mean, the, the, I know Izzy and I know all the CKB boys and, you know, I... Like I said, he's doing good things in the sport, and I think it's great. And I always knew he was going to get there. You know, I did talk to Dana about him a long, long time ago before he actually got signed. Really? When? And I, I talked. I told Dana, I said, "There's this guy. He's a great fighter. He's amazing. I've seen him do kickboxing. I mean, um, even before they were trying to get him, and and I knew that he was he's world class already because I've seen him. You know, a friend of mine took me to watch him kickboxing. Um, Reminis took me to watch him do a kickboxing fight against in New Zealand, and. Um, like I said, I did message Dana a long time ago about Izzy and how talented this kid was. He had, his mind for fighting is amazing. He's done boxing, kickboxing, and I knew he was the new the new era in fighting. And I messaged the Dana; he wouldn't have a bar rip. And I and and the, and, and you know, look, uh, three or four, five years later down the track, um, Izzy's headlining. He's the new he's the new guy. Mm. Uh, I just and what I did see him speak about was the weight cut thing, and I and I do realize that's a uh, because Izzy's not a dumb person. He's a smart fighter. That's why he's so talented. But um, he talked about a weight cut thingy. And um, and I think Dana didn't see that and realize it. It's, it's, he's talking about weight cut now. But it, you know, and it, it would only take time before he realizes that the money money and the revenue share should be talked about. Mm. And that's coming. So what do you think they're going to do? They're going to the, try and do the same thing they did with Jones. Is how do we keep this guy quiet? How do we shut him up? We need him to lose. How did they do these things? You know what I mean? This is, they're not dumb. These people that are making these kinds of money can see all this and realize this is what's happening. So why would anyone want to change what's happening already when they're getting paid fruitfully off all the blood and sweat of these fighters? Mm. You, you so it's just a matter of time before Izzy starts speaking up about pay and this and that. Otherwise, they have to look after him properly. And, uh, you know, I think he deserves everything he gets. But like I said, before he came into the UFC, and I spoke with Dan with all these guys. I mean, I mean, Izzy and I spoke about having me in Thailand with one of the Bigfoot camps. But um, you know, uh, I just felt he was far more talented, um, um, talented to have. I mean, he uh, isn't like um, I needed bigger guys like Bigfoot isn't as talented as, as uh, and technically sound like Izzy is. So um, that's why I didn't bring him along to Thailand to help. But it is the way it worked out is the way it worked out, and. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, um, like I said, I do see things, but I don't support and watch the UFC because of it. Mm. But I know who's doing well in this at the end of the day, but well as in, like, uh, making these title things and everything, I just don't feel he's making that, that, that kind of money he should be making. You know, $5 million is a lot of money, but he's up in the bracket of $20, $30 million because mm. cause of all the people watching him. Mm. And I know he has mentioned money in the past. Uh, Israel has, I think, he, I think he's got a good mind for it. I'm sure you've sort of helped him sort of put plant the seeds. But I also wanted to ask you, you mentioned that he's kind well, of like, like... I didn't help him at all, to be honest. He, he was, he's got a good team with him, like Hughes and all the guys at CKP and, and Dougie. They know what's up. They've seen, you know, they've seen a lot of people uh, 
come and go, especially with fighting. And uh, and at the end of the day, look at this. I was just about four kills. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> three kills. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. So he's already with a group of good guys. I just feel they need to that everyone needs to get behind it so things can get changed, especially with the Ali Act. And and they're not gonna do it, you know. Um, with uh, properly with it, like you know, letting it come through the Ali Act. We're going to do a militant style, and that's what we're doing now. So we're forcing the hand of these guys. And, you know, November 23rd is when, when um, it, this RDX get, gets classified. Then, you know, mm. And um, you can see all Uncle Dana and Lorenzo them shitting in their undies. <laughs> so that, that, that's going to be November 23rd, or is 23rd, it? 23rd, so, yeah, it gets, okay. it's, gets, it gets classified. Yep. And hopefully, um, oh, fuck, he just blazed on me. So... <laughs> 23rd, hopefully, uh, well, hopefully it gets classified. I think the judge said he was pretty much going to classify this, the, the Ali Act, and, and then hopefully we get to, it'll take a little bit longer, I think, then hopefully we get to about 50% where the fighters actually get paid well. Mm. Properly. It was what it should be. Mm. I, I know you mentioned as well, and it's hopefully this this outcome comes out, everybody's going to be looking out on November 23rd, but just quickly before we get off, Izzy, I know you mentioned that you did some work with him, and I know he's looking to move, maybe move up to heavyweight. I'm just curious, how do you think he would do going up to heavyweight? Um, do you believe that that weight class will work for, the, for him just as well as middle uh, middleweight and light heavyweight? Who's that? Israel. Uh, Israel Adesanya. Oh, is he, uh, well, he's talented enough. He's tall enough. He's uh, mm -hmm. the same height as... The same like Carlos is very tall and, he, and he, he's only like 100 clips, but he's they're super strong uh, guys, you know. Sparring with Carlos, one of the guys I used to work with. I mean, I mean, he broke my nose before the fight with Frank Murray the week before the fight, but he's talented. Dude, like Israel or Carlos? Carlos. Carlos. Wow. So he's actually, they're all, all talented. You know what I mean? These guys are real talented at what they're doing. I think they're great. I just feel... Um, they know what time it is. They know they probably see me speaking about it a lot about a fair share, and and then like I said, I mean, who wants to fucking drive a fucking Morris Minor when you when you know <laughs> when you should be driving a Rolls Royce? Yeah, hundred percent. And he can move to heavyweight if he feels like it. I just for me, it's a lost cause right now because there's no money in that title and there's no prestige in that title. He might think five million dollars, ten million is a lot of money. It is for for what it is, but. You know, you're talking about someone who's the elite in the world. Is like he's talking about Anthony Joshua. He's talking about, mm -hmm. you know, John Jones complains about money and he's making $5 million. Well, of course, he, he should be on that uh, $100 million a fight. Mm. Yeah, well, especially guys guys that talented. I'm just wondering, you, you mentioned now this sort of new, the new generation. It's so good to see Carlos Ulberg in the UFC now, obviously Israel as the champion. And, and, you know, these guys are like kickboxers who turned MMA fighters who are just doing amazing things. What do you think is sort of the biggest difference between sort of, you know, these guys as the new generation compared to guys like yourself, who are sort of the previous generation? Um, well, I don't know about previous. I'm still one of the best fighters in the fucking world. Well, you're still there, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that that's, that's, that's due to their talent and their mindset and their, their coaching and, and their team. That's what it basically is. It's 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 they can see all what's happening, um, and the evolution of life. Just feel you know you're getting more complete fighters, and um, you know right now, like I said, all all my concerns about it is uh, it being fruitful and them deserving to get what they get. But right now, I don't see the point in trying to be a UFC fighter because there's there's there's, there's nothing. There's no money in that shit, and there's none of this in it. So that's what you get. I just blazed and you fall. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
Yep, that's what you get. So got him. That's that's um, got him. He's like, <laughs> hello, dickhead. <laughs> so that's that's all my concern. I mean, the guys. I mean, from this side of the world, I just feel, you know, I'm trying to make things even for them on the steroid side of it and on the money side of it, and that's all that matters. All the boys and girls coming through that, if they do make it, they do actually make it. They don't have to get a fucking job after uh, after they get to a certain age, or that you know they just have to be the best in the world. I mean, look at me, I'm 46 and still fighting, but it's because I'm fucking talented. <laughs> 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 but um, I mean, it is what it is. Mm. Of course, one of the best fighters to ever do it. Let's quickly finish up with this. It's December 16th at Bankvest Stadium in Western Sydney. You versus Paul Gallen. Give us the prediction, man, as we wrap up. How do you see this one going? Paul, a friend of yours, a guy that's done it in a lot of different sports, but how do you see this fight playing out? Um, well, the way I see it, I think um, Paul's not going to last the six rounds. It just depends on how fit he is, and he'll be fit. But um, I don't think anyone's dragged him into the deep waters for, for a real fight, um, and he's been able to get away with it with these guys. I'm not ragging on their skills or nothing, but um, and I'll, I will take away his fitness with heavy shots and I'll put him away with uh, before the six rounds. I don't think he's going to make the six rounds. I don't think we're going to go to a decision with this fight. But, you know, I've been wrong before, so see what happens. It's going to be it's going to be a classic. Obviously, Tim Zhu also on the card, a fantastic lineup. Uh, great to see it actually happen in Western Sydney and Bankwest Stadium with a crowd as well. It's a pretty awesome um, historic night for Australian sports. Guys, make sure to follow Mark at Mark Hunt Fighter. And uh, see what would make sure to follow this case hey, along November twenty hey, third. Make sure to keep an eye on it. What's happening? Before you guys go, did you see what happened with that Trump thing? Wow, damn, yeah, amazing, right? Yeah, which, which one specifically is in like the? He just got pumped. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that the Trump and Biden thing that was just crazy. How it's how it's still, how it's ending up now. So, mm. I think I think for me and the guys of the lawsuit, I think it was good that Trump got outed because you know I mean only he would have been able to save these guys. <laughs> yes, yeah, Mike and Joe Biden yeah. now taking over. So we'll have to see what happens well, with that. But thanks for your time, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, still trying to get the. The people, the knowledge, pushing up the knowledge to the people. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'll uh, see you guys soon. And hopefully by the next time we talk, things have changed for the UFC and they've actually realized they can't keep ripping people off. 